0: God, we'll be the one, we'll be the one to worship. We'll be the one to obey you. We'll be the one to bless your name. We know that you're the one true, mighty, sovereign king of eternity. God, we've come to worship, we've come to bless you, and most high God, we ask for a supernatural impartation of transformation of our minds and our spirits. We're believing that you're gonna do an incredible move in this service at every campus. God, we need you. This world is set up against you, and it's set up to distract us from you. And so, God, we need the resurrection power of Jesus to be alive in us, to mold us and make us. So, God, would you release heaven, release your warriors, release your word that we might be transformed is our prayer in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, give him a shout as you grab your seat. Well, isn't it good to be in the house of God this weekend? Well, welcome, Faith Promise, all of our campuses. So great to see you. Uh, We love you guys so much. God has been doing an incredible work since really before school got back in. We've seen momentum raising to record attendances. We've had a record attendance last week at Pellissippi, two weeks ago at Anderson County, our Farragut campus last weekend, record attendance, uh, Anderson County, God Behind Bars. Our Morgan County has tripled since we lost that campus, and God is doing incredible work. Get it great to be a part of what God is doing? Did you guys enjoy at the movies? Wasn't that incredible? Now, I know I've had so many of you tell me, hey, my friends say that we don't preach the Bible at Faith Promise anymore. But all we do is eat popcorn and watch movies. You can tell them that's exactly right. You would hate it. Yeah, that's all we do. So just go ahead and tell them that. No need to argue with people. But when we finished it last weekend uh, with, at, with The Greatest Showman, and we were working on those four weekends, it was obvious who should preach the message, The Greatest Showman, which would be the greatest ham in the family, Micah, who takes after his mother, by the way. Just thought I'd let y'all know that. But incredible, 100 baptisms last weekend. Man, you guys did an amazing job inviting people. And uh, we have so many volunteers across our campuses, probably 2,100. That needs to go to 2,500. But we couldn't do what we do if it wasn't for the incredible people that serve at all of our campuses in so many ways. So thank you guys so much. It was An amazing series, and now we begin a new series called Empty Spaces, and if you will, this will absolutely set you free. If you'll put your seatbelts on for the next 26 minutes, I believe God has given me a message for us that's going to absolutely rock you. If you will put into practice, the Word of God I'm going to give you, you will never be the same. Anybody ready for the Word of God this weekend? All right, so has anyone ever asked you the question, or have you ever asked the question, what you thinking? Of course we have. And we all answer that with a one-word sentence, which is nothing. Nothing. What's thinking? Nothing. It's a lie every time. Because you cannot cut your brain off and have a blank screen. I know you know people you think have a blank screen. But it simply doesn't work. You might be mind-tripping. You might be thinking of all kind of things. But the, but the reality is you cannot think about nothing. So the question is not what you're thinking. The question is this. Who have we allowed to fill our minds? What have we allowed our minds to be filled with? The empty spaces, who or what have you allowed to fill them Listen, this is more important than you realize. This is all through the Bible. Your deliverance, the level of freedom you walk out, the level of discipleship you walk out, le- to the level that you achieve the destiny that God has placed before you depends on how you think. This is one of the myriad and multipl- multiplied reasons why I encourage you to study and saturate yourself with the Scriptures. Now, after 36 years of ministry, this is what I've noticed. Far too many allow their minds to be filled by default, not by a deliberate decision. We just fill our minds with whatever happens, whatever we watch, whatever goes in. Today, every day in America, we're exposed to 30,000 different messages from all forms of media. And so we're saturated but we rarely give a deliberate decision to what we're going to watch, what we're going to listen to, what we're going to focus on and what is going to fill the empty spaces. It should be the Holy Spirit and the scriptures should be the dominant the dominant default position, but for many it's not. And you say, "Well, I wasn't aware of that." Well, listen, ignorance is no excuse of the law. You know that, don't you? Just because you don't know there's a law and you break it, you're still gonna be in trouble. Even if you don't know what the scripture says, you're still held to that. I was this was brought keenly to my mind a couple weeks ago, the first day of Knott's County school system. Michelle and I live in Harden Valley, and when school is in, we try never to go by Harden Valley High School Elementary, and now they have a third one between them, Harden Valley Middle, because it's terrible. And so we try to, day one, I forgot. I hung a ride right on Steel Road, and man, I'm heading, and then it dawns on me, oh, today is school, It's the first day. I start coming down the hill, I see the lights flashing, school zone. I slow down, I see four Knox County Sheriff's deputies to the side. The top is down in my car, and I take my cell phone from my ear and I wave at the officers. I put the wave, I put the cell phone back to my ear, I drive about two blocks, to which a motorcycle policeman pulls me over. (laughs) He walks to my car, he said, sir, do you know why I stopped you? I said, I don't have a clue, I wasn't speeding. He said, no sir, but it's illegal to talk on a a cell phone in a school zone, did you know that? I said, do you think I would have put it in your face and said, (laughs) arrest me. I'm an idiot. Here it is. <laughs> I said, no, sir. I didn't know. Now let me give you a hint if you get pulled over. If you're going to try to talk your out of a ticket, you need to talk to them before they write the ticket. <laughs> so I immediately know this because I'm adept at being pulled over. <laughs> I immediately began to think of all the Knox County Sheriff's deputies that work security at Faith at Promise Church. My mind is blank. If you'd have given me a million dollars, I could have told you one police officer's name. I'm trying to think Chris, Bryant, Lake, Lake. I'm trying to think Daryl, Wheat, and nothing. And all of a sudden, license, uh, license and registration, he's gone. I look in the review, please, Lord, don't let him pull. The, please, Lord. And all of a sudden, he's got the, the thing out. And he's writing. He walks up to the window. He said, Mr. Stevens, today you your lucky day. I'm giving you a warning ticket. Thank you, sir. I pull off as soon as I left the school zone. I called the gentleman back that called me. I said, you suck and hung up. (laughs) Now, the police officer, he deserved that, by the way. That wasn't grace. That was the law. And so, (laughs) see, ignorance is no excuse. God says don't be ignorant. The Bible says don't be uninformed. We listen, Christ followers, we got to choose how we fill the empty spaces of our minds. you all believe that? Now, let me, let me just unload some scripture on you so that you will know this is the mind of God and not my mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. This verse is in the imperative mood. It is a command. And do not be what? Conformed. I love this verse. The word conformed means to be pressed into a mold. How they take a round coin and then stamp it with the likeness of something on it. Something is pressed. Do not be stamped into the mold of this world, which is set up to operate without God. Actually, now the current culture in America, 24-7, 30,000 messages a day, why, to keep you distracted from God. Do not be stamped into the mold of this world, but be what? With the Greek word, is metamorphoso, which we get our word, metamorphosis, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. When you are born again, you are transformed. The oldest passed away. Behold, the new comes. Are you with me? Do not be and be transformed by the renewing of your what, your mind. How you think, be renewed every day. How you think, so that you may prove the will of God is that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty-three. Another one of my favorite verses. It says, watch our guard over your heart. The word watch and guard means to put a sentinel, to put guards around like they would have guards around Fort Knox, to put guards around your heart or your mind or how you think. Do it with all diligence, which means all of your effort. Can we agree that many of us give very little thought to how we fill our minds? And yet the Bible warns us to put a guard around it, how we think, with all of our effort, because from it, what? How you think flows. The springs are the issues of life. If you think you're a loser, go to the tattoo parlor and have a big L tattooed on your forehead, because if you believe you are, you are, because you will line up to the way that you believe. If you believe you're an overcomer, you're going to be an overcomer. And so what do we do? We act according to how we think or see ourselves. If we're truthful, we walk in freedom. The truth will set you free. If we believe lies about us, about God, about the church, then we will not walk in freedom. Does this make sense? And so we've gotta guard how we think because how we think will be how everything flows in our life. You want a great marriage? You want a great friends, a great career, great ministry, great group, great walk with God? It all is about how you think. Let's go back to Proverbs 4 and pick up the, 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 the context of verse 23, beginning of verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Is God our heavenly father? Does God have words for us? Then we are to give attention to the word of God. Incline your ear, listen up to what God is saying. Do not let them depart from your sight. Be Put forth effort and diligence. Keep them in the midst of your heart, how you think, for they are life to those that find them. When you begin to think right, you begin to think the Word of God, you are walking in life eternal and abundance. For they are life to those that find them and hell to all their body. You know the doctors in America say that 80% of all our illnesses are as a result of stress? Now, let me ask you. Anybody born again in the house? Yes. Am I okay? Are we consumed with stress? Is that God's will? No. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, but I give you peace that's everlasting. He wants us to walk in peace, but the reason we don't, because we got full of stinking thinking. Does that make sense? I love you, I'm not mad at you. I just want more for you. Health to their body, watch, guard over your mind, your heart, your thinking with all diligence from it flows the springs of life, put away from you deceitful mouth. Man, don't believe lies, don't speak lies, devious speech, put it far from you, let your eyes look ahead, don't be distracted by all the stuff in the world that just pulls us and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you, watch the path of your feet and all your rays will be what? Come on, you're, if you're married, you want your marriage to be established? If you're going to get married, you want to be established? Your ministry, your business, your health, your finances, your spiritual walk, everything about you, then you've got to have right thinking. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Turn your foot from evil. It's what God wants. Proverbs 23, 7. Let me give you one more. For as he what? Within himself... As you think, so you are. And so, and, and so, you know, years ago, people say, God, Chris, you're so arrogant, you're so prideful. No, I just believe what God said about me. When I was first saved, people would say, man, you're this brain, man, you Christians, you're brainwashed. I said, yes, sir, we are. So are you. We just chose who washed our brain. <laughs> so again, it's a deliberate decision about how you're going to think. See, the only difference between Christ followers and non-Christ followers is how they think. Matter of fact, the only difference in people, it's not color, it's not economics, it's not education, not race or tribe. The only difference in people is how we think. Does this make sense? And we who are Christ followers are supposed to be marked by heaven, not by earth. We're supposed to be marked not by this world. We're supposed to not be conformed press into the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our thinking. And so, ladies, what I'm about to tell you is really hard for you. It's hard for all of us, but what I'm about to tell you is a little more difficult for females than it is for males, just because of how we're wired, how our brains work. We're not the same, by the way. America wants men and women to be the same. Have you noticed we're different? Let's celebrate the difference. Do we have to be exactly the same? Come on. Come on. But Far too many of us allow our emotions to fill the empty spaces, not the Word of God. So things like fear, even though the Bible says 365 times fear not, we're afraid. Is that right? And that everything, listen, everything you want from God is on the other side of your fear. We're afraid to give. I won't have enough. We're afraid to serve. What if I look stupid? What if I, what if I, what if I, what if I, what if I? And so our fear hinders us from experiencing all that God wants us to experience. Insecurity, oh, my, it, it cripples people in the ministry. Pride, anger. Now, men, we got the corner on anger. Are you with me? Man, we got the corner on anger. The Bible says the Proverbs, the book of Proverbs that a man who has no control over his spirit is like a city that doesn't have any walls. The walls were protection. See, my wife and and uh, my wife when when she grew up, she grew up in a home where she never once ever saw her mother and father fight or argue or raise their voices. Sickening. <laughs> that was not until I entered the family. I was going to show her, I was going to show her, your mom and dad know how to raise your voice, until which she liked to have killed me. But when we got married, I grew up in a house when my really, really early informative years were two rage-aholic stepdads. Rage-aholic. So that's, people do what people see. I get married, I'm screaming and yelling all the time. Thank God I married a godly woman that wouldn't fight back with me. So I'd be screaming and yelling, stomping through the house, spitting and snorting. And all of a sudden, I wouldn't hear anything but my voice echoing through the house. Isn't it crazy, men? We don't yell at work. We don't scream and yell at people at work. And then we come home and we scream and yell at the people that we say we would take a bullet for. Is that dumb as a stick or is that just me? And Michelle, now, Michelle, I don't yell anymore. Or I don't yell. She never did. See... Resentment. The Bible says resentment will rot your bones. Greed. These and so many more emotions fill us, and they, would you agree that hinders what God wants to do in us? See, what God wants to do is fill the empty spaces with His Holy Spirit, with His mission, with His message, with boldness. Come on. See, if you would wake up every day because if you're born again, you're called to be a missionary. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. That wasn't just the missionaries. We're all missionaries. So every day you wake up, I'm fired up about today, God. I'm going to be where I live, work, eat, sleep, and play. All my friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, and classmates, I'm going to be like today. There's no telling what door you'll open today. There's no telling who I'll get to invite church to church or share Jesus with. There's no telling what miracle I'll get to see today, God. I can't wait to live this day. Is that how you get prepared for your day? They no, so Oh Lord, it's morning. <laughs> I hate to get out of bed. I hate my job. Come on, I hate my boss. Those people. I got in that cubicle next to me. I just hate. Just and we. Does this make sense? It's all about your perspective, attitude, and how you think. He wants to fill you with significance. He wants to fill you with boldness, with potential and purpose that this world doesn't get. I don't know about you, but I quit. I just quit watching the news. So sick of the news. Sick. I was working on this message, thinking about stinking, thinking, and the news popped in my mind because I don't watch it anymore, And, and I thought, why is it that people are just so hung up on the news, and why is it? And then it dawned on me. Listen, it's all they have. Their future, their hope is whether Republicans or the Democrats win. Everything they have is set up by their guy, their gal getting elected. And if their guy, their gal does get elected, then they're mad and and life sucks. Are you with me? That is the lowest form of life. That's not life. That's not life. Man, life is, I'm walking in victory today. My God holds the king's heart in his hand. He turns it whichever way he wants. I'm a victorious overcomer today. I'm going to walk under an open heaven today. I'm going to be filled with the spirit of God today. Do not be crushed into the mold of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your thinking every day. Does this make sense? See, the empty spaces... Will reveal the level of your obedience to God. There'll be two or three thousand people that'll be here at all of our camps this weekend that doesn't that that do not serve anywhere. Now we know I probably should serve, but I don't. Why? Because of how we think. It determines the level of obedience and it will determine the outcome of your faith and your walk. It'll determine, it'll determine whether you have a good marriage or not. It'll determine whether you have any money or not. It'll determine whether you have any joy, any victory, any peace. It, it will determine so much of your life, how you think. Does this make sense? The highest form of spiritual warfare is taking your thoughts captive. But so many of us just let our thoughts run amok, and, and man, we believe the lies that we tell ourselves, and folks say, Well, you don't understand, Pastor, I never get a break. Well, my Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 31 that if God is for you, who can be against you? We're on God's team, we're winners, we're victorious. What we've got to do is we've got to transform the empty spaces into supernatural spaces. The Spirit of God, the miracles, the faith, the power, of the belief that our God can. Does this make sense? See, God's design and desire for you is to walk in great shalom. Now, let me ask you a question. Do, is, the, is The gospel that we preach, is it a gospel of peace? is it? Then why don't we have any? You know why we don't have peace? Because we haven't been transformed by the renewing of our minds. We let the stress of the world, the stress of every day, we let this hurry, scurry, run, 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 24-7, this world, we let it distract us from God, and we let it conform us to its image, and we got high blood pressure, and we've got Man, we've got all this stuff going wrong innocent around us, and we live at such a frantic pace. And God says, be still and know that I'm God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Stop and bask in his glory. Before you start your day, before you go into the rat race out there, get up in the morning, get on your knees, spend some time with God, and say, God, I'm just going to breathe deeply with the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm going to be filled by your spirit today. I'm going to let the word of God transform my mind and before I go out there as your missionary, your emissary, your ambassador, I'm going to get my, I'm going I'm to center. Are you with me? I'm going to line my thinking up. Because if you don't, you hit that door running, the world is going to, it will affect and infect your thinking. Does this, does this make sense? See, our theme for this year is new rivers and new roads, new ways to think, new ways to walk. He said, I will make a roadway in the desert, and I will put a river in the wilderness. He was speaking that to exiles Israelites, who he spoke to a lost king, the king of Babylon, and said, send my people, release them. Your great-grandfather took them captive 70 years ago. Release them and pay for the building of the tabernacle in Jerusalem. And so they go back, and God said, I'm making a river, guys, river provision, and a road to vision. And God said, but will you be aware? Even then, they were distracted. All these things going on, missing what God wants to do. And As I watch the American church, do you know what I see? You know what I see. I see so many American Christians that just add God, and going to church, and checking that box to an already overpacked schedule of things to get done. Does that make sense? See, God is not a thing to get done. He is the God of the universe that you need to allow to flood your heart, your mind, your soul, and your spirit to take lordship over everything. Are you with me? It just blows my mind, the lack of concern for how we fill the empty spaces. Does this make sense? Just a default, a default. And I was working on these notes and God took me to a passage I've never, ever, ever used publicly in a message. And it's the most, it, it got to me to a place and I began to see something I've never seen before. Matthew chapter 12. Jesus said, now when the unclean spirit goes out of a man, when somebody's set free and saved, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, and it does not find it. Then it says, this is an evil spirit. I'll return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it what? Empty spaces, not filled with God, the spirit of God, the word of God, or the ways of the worship of God. Are you with me? Now, y'all, now listen, key in here, because this, this ought to scare you. Then it goes and takes along with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. Peter, who's listening to Jesus teach this message, after the, after the resurrection, years later, writes two letters to the Christians, and in second chapter, verse 20 of Second Peter, for if after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they are again entangled in them and are overcome, the last state has become worse than the first. Now here's what we watch at Faith Promise. We've watched thousands of people come and raise their hand and say, I, I want Jesus. They pray a prayer. And then 6,700 have gotten to the waters of baptism and say, I'm going to follow Jesus. But here's the deal. They don't have their minds renewed by the transforming of their thinking. They don't get involved in a group. They don't get a growth plan. They're not in the Word of God. They're, they don't serve And they just show up on the weekend, but their thinking isn't changed. Here's what happens. Three, four, five, six months later, they're gone, and the FBI couldn't find them. Why? Because they never left the thinking of the world. They get back consumed with the world, and their last state is worse than the first. Well, yeah, but I prayed a prayer, I got baptized, I'm good. I need a chapter and verse on that. Jesus said, those that endure to the end will be saved. See, we live in a culture that's in juxtaposition against God and against His church. And, hey, would y'all say we have a pretty committed church? Would y'all say that? And yet, yeah, listen, listen, the av- the, the, of, of all the kids that come to Faith Promise, they check in 1.2 times a month. Now, a lot for divorce homes, and this, you know, parent this week, and this, 1.2 times a month. Why? Because there's so many other things that we do and we skip the house of God. I know you're here. There were 8,600 last weekend. Wonder where 1,000 went this week. I don't believe they were all at the game last night, <laughs> if you could call it that. <laughs> we need to get serious about filling the empty spaces. Is this, are you with me? We need to fall in love with the Word of God. Because if you're really walking this spiritual journey with Jesus, if you are really growing and being transformed every day, there is nothing that this world can tempt you with. It's not a pathetic, sad second <laughs> to the glory, the anointing, the presence, the miracle, the mystery, the wonder that is the Spirit of God in us, transforming us into brand-new creatures. Come on, somebody, get happy about God. <laughs> so you say, you're no, Pastor, I get it. I get it. I, I see what you're talking about now. What do I do? Well, step one is you have a relationship with God. A lot of people come here and say, I'm a Christian, but don't know God. So if you're ready to have a relationship, if you're ready to experience God, he's ready through the gospel of peace. So if you're ready to turn from your old life to your new life at all of our campuses, God is ready. So if you'll bow your head and close your eyes, I'm going to lead us in a simple confessional prayer, but what the results can be are profound. Pray this, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. I've thought wrong. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. You died for me. You rose from the grave. Now I'll live for you. Help me think, obey, and follow you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Come on, somebody. All God's people said. Woo! Man, aren't you glad you came to the House of God this weekend? If you put this in practice, woo! now, if you just pray that prayer with me, take the communication card, please put your name, email, cell number, check. I'm making a first-time decision to follow Jesus, and I just go ahead and check that second circle. I'm, I want believer's baptism. Maybe God spoke to you last weekend and you didn't move. Go ahead and fill that out. Now, if you have not been to our next steps experience, I want to challenge you. Next steps is your next step. Next steps used to be the second weekend of every month. Next steps is every weekend. It is no longer a single weekend experience. It's a four-week experience. It happens at 6:15 at Saturday at Pelissippi, and it happens 11:30 after at all of our campuses. They're in the last service. And so it is a four-week experience. Each week is different. I literally finished shooting the videos Friday evening. And so if you've not done that, it will help you connect and begin a life of transformation. So just check Next Steps. And then next weekend, you can either come at Pelissippi Saturday night or Sunday morning, 1130. You can go to the 10 o'clock service and then go to Next Steps. Or if you just can go one, go to Next Steps. Go to Next Steps next week. It doesn't matter where you jump in. If you start in week three, go to four, then one and two. You All of them sort of stand alone, but I wanna challenge you, go, learn to get connected. We have spent an enormous amount of time completely redesigning it and it's for you, amen? Guests, do me a favor, if you'll put your guest cards in the offering bucket as it comes by, we don't care about your money, we care about your heart. We're thrilled you're with us. At the end of this service, if you'll go through the center doors at Pellissippi, there are people at tables out there and they've got a gift box for you, just love to meet you. We want anything for you, we want tons. We want anything from you, we want tons for you. As we began as Promisers to move in our worship through generosity, do you, know what it like, do you know what it feels like to be hungry, I mean really hungry? Most of us, if we've ever really been hungry, it's because we chose to fast. Most of us have not been in a position where we didn't have any food. There's a segment of Knoxville that that's their daily experience. They live on the streets, under bridges, and cars. And we, because of your generosity, we get to partner with a ministry called CARM, Knox Area Rescue Mission. And it's incredible. First six months of this year, 112,509 meals were fed to people that were hungry. People that were cold, people that didn't have a place to go, that were clothed, that were given a a warm bed and a clean room. 31 of them are now involved in vocational training to get a job. 17 have said yes to Jesus and their forever has been changed because of your generosity. (laughs) See, we want to, when you read your Bible and it says to help the poor, no, if you're faithful tither here, if you're committed financially, then part of every offering every weekend goes to the poor. Not just around the corner at CARM, but around the world with water wells in villages that don't have clean water. In places around the world, we just don't take water, but we take the living water. We take the Lord Jesus. So your giving is making an impact. As you obey the Scripture and bring your tithe in the storehouse, it's used to touch a world for Jesus. I'm grateful. 70% if you've already given this week online, thank you so much. Others are going to begin generosity for the very first time. Remember, Heart for the Harvest is early November. It's coming. I'm asking God for a miracle financially. I'd love to just pay the debt off, wouldn't you all? Would that be incredible? So, man, we're praying for miracles financially for you, miracles so that you can give in Heart for the Harvest, and it'll, it'll take us to a whole nother level. God, thank you for your generosity toward us your great grace and mercy. Father, thank you for people that are generous. Thank you for the folks at CARM that we've been allowed to minister to and care for in commands of the Word of God. Father, people have given all week and many will give this weekend. I pray you'll bless everyone that gives, every child in the kids' ministry, every adult, every student, everyone that's given all week and will give now. Bless the gift and the giver and use it to touch people around the corner and around the world. We believe it. Use us in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, give God a shout as we get ready to worship and give him.